You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back to Hour 2 Real Presence Live listeners. Uh, Nick Medelsky, excited to be with you this morning. I've been saying excited the whole time, but I am excited to be with you this morning. A wonderful uh, winter wonderland morning here in Waseca, Minnesota. A beautiful day to be joining you on air. Uh, my next guest uh, is Stephanie Kalura, and uh, she's involved with an exciting project in uh, out of the Rochester area, out of Resurrection Parish there. Um, I'll have Stephanie introduce herself, though. So, uh, good morning, Stephanie. Would you introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners? Tell us who you are. Of course. My name is Stephanie Kalura, um, and as you said, I am in the Rochester area, and um, we are members at Resurrection Church have been for the last, oh, I would say five to seven years probably, Um, and we have four children, my husband and I, my husband's name's Chris, Um, we have four kids um, ranging in age, the oldest is a freshman in high school, then we have um, three children, three girls at St. Francis School, Um, and they are um, seventh, and then fourth and first grade. And I misspoke. Our seventh graders at St. John's Middle School. So we've got everybody in the Catholic school system here in Rochester. Well, fantastic, fantastic. We're big supporters of the uh, Rochester Catholic Schools here at Real Presence Radio, so fantastic. Um, You're the, uh, well, uh, one of the reasons I have you on this morning is to talk about an amazing program. In fact, at our banquet recently in uh, Rochester, a lady walked up to me and said, hey, uh, we we need some help collecting for this program. You know, we don't know if you've ever talked about it on air before, uh, but you should try and set up an interview or something or announce it on air. I'll send you the info tomorrow. I said, okay, that's that's the best way to get information about this kind of stuff. And so uh, it's uh, great to have you on to talk about it. And that, that program's called Operation One More. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about what that is? Sure. So Operation One More, basically, well, I have to regroup. I want to say thank you to Denise. She is the woman I assume approached you. She really has done amazing work spreading the word for our program. So if she's listening, I just want to tell her thank you because she really, really has been a powerful voice in getting assistance for our program. So Mm -hmm. thank you to her. Um, But basically our program, again, like you said, it's called Operation One More. Uh, We are a food assistance project. That, kind of, that is set up to help families uh, with school-aged children during the Christmas-slash-winter break when they're not um, in school. So that's um, basically what our program is. We are set up to provide uh, multiple grocery bags full of food to these families. We deliver them the weekend before Christmas. So we just had our delivery day on Saturday. And the whole idea behind um, assisting these families is these families are registered with us, um, and they, like said, have young children at home. Many of these children are um, enrolled in food assistance programs through the school, but when schools are closed, they don't get that extra food, um, but they can go to their, like, school community shelf for. So um, the whole idea was based on getting them some extra food to last over the winter break. Yeah, because that is kind of a um, uh, a point where where uh, 
people can fall through the system there. The system's set up, you know, uh, which is great, you know, to provide a, a hot breakfast and lunch uh, and even some cases supper uh, for these young people at school who, who, you know, might have some financial issues. Uh, but this is kind of a, a point where they can fall through the cracks during these breaks. So it's, it's fantastic yeah. that there's a program like this. Uh, what sort of... Um, what sort of spoke to you uh, to to get involved with this kind of program? Because I think I was looking a little bit at the program. Was this kind of your your idea here in Rochester yeah. that you got started? Uh, how did that kind of work? Yeah. So um, many years ago, when I was in high school, I grew up in the Omaha area, and um, there was a student-run organization. Um, it was called Operation Others, and basically, it meant so much to me all those years ago and um i was part of their program all through my high school age years so um it was it was basically operation one more is modeled identically after that program and um they are still up and running in omaha and they're serving up to like a thousand meals um and it's not just meals i apologize it's food bags so the, I should say what is in our bags is mm, not yeah. just like a. Yeah, I should kind of tell you a little bit about what is in these bags um, and what they all are getting. It's not just, you know, these students can go in and get snacks off the shelf. They can get macaroni and cheese. They can get things like that at school um, besides just their breakfasts and lunches that are provided. Uh, and so we recognize that these families, many of them, you know, many of them have eight people that live in their home. And we recognize that Christmas and the holiday season is financially stressful for everyone. Um, right. And so we just hope to alleviate a little bit of that by providing. So in every single bag, all of our bags are packed exactly the same. And then depending on how many people are in their family, they get anywhere from one to three bags of food. Um, and in each bag is peanut butter, jelly, cereal, rice, potatoes or stuffing, um, canned soup, canned vegetables, canned fruit. Um, let's see, what else do we have in there? Macaroni and cheese. Um, and then on top of that, like I said, each family gets either an assortment of one to three bags. They also then, those are the non-perishable things that we collect over time. And mm -hmm. then they also get fresh bread, fresh milk, and um, some sort of protein, which I can kind of touch touch upon in a second here as one of our challenges. But, um, yeah, so that's what they get. I modeled it after, after what I did um, in high school. And, yeah, so that's where the idea came from. Operation One More, you know, started very small, and um, it's, this is our fifth year running it. It's becoming bigger and bigger. We're registering more families. The very first year we started, we had 35 families registered um, for food assistance. And this year we were up to 138 families. Wow. Wow. And I think uh, sometimes for some people, it's hard to picture that there, that there would be that many families i think in rochester that would be in need you know when you have mayo clinic and ibm and mm -hmm. all these other you know um big industries there in town that i think sometimes it's it's uh, easy to forget i know they talk a lot about the concept of um of invisible um needs 
uh, that people yep. have that you might not see mm-hmm. it otherwise. So it's right. beautiful to have a program like this. And obviously there's there's quite a lot of need if you have 138 families registered in just the fifth year. Well, and I have to say, just touching upon that, is when we first started registering, we basically went to one school here in Rochester. We went to one school and said, do you have a need of families that could use some assistance? So that's where the 35 families came from that first year was one school. Um, And now this year, those 138 families that are registered are only from two schools. Wow. So our goal, yeah, so, I mean, talking about invisible needs, that's only two schools in the Rochester area. Our goal is to continue to add, um, you know, to approach another school next year and see if they need help. You know, it's, it's a program that we don't want to grow bigger than what we can provide for. So it's right, important right. to kind of start off and just, like, like said, each year add another school and add another community that may need some help. Absolutely, absolutely. If you're just tuning in, uh, Nick Medelsky here on Real Presence Live, uh, speaking with Stephanie Kalura about Operation One More in the uh, in the Rochester area. Uh, so I, I'm kind of curious what uh, what did it take to get a project like this off the ground uh, when you started this five years ago? What what all did yep. you know? What all was involved in that? Well, five years ago, it was um, myself and a couple other parishioners. Um, from Resurrection, as well as me just calling friends <laughs> and saying, I need some help. I need people that can, you know, manpower, basically, to have help collecting the food and distributing the food. So mm. the first couple of years was really um, just myself and a few close friends that kind of helped run this. Um, now I definitely have uh, multiple people on our team that are incredibly helpful and I couldn't do it at this point without them because there is a lot of logistics that are involved. There's a lot of moving food, heavy food, canned foods and Mm. shifting and counting, um, not to mention, not to mention the delivery day itself. Right. Uh, so is there, um, uh, how, how long, I guess, does it take to, uh, well, uh, yeah. How long does it take to get ready? Uh, for that that food delivery i mean when does it start uh, with the collecting and packaging and how does that all work yeah so collecting um over the last couple of years well i'll just kind of touch base on this year specifically okay Uh, my entire idea was to incorporate the rochester catholic schools and Mm -hmm. continue to incorporate our youth that are in school to help recognize the need outside of themselves and a social outreach. Um, So it was, the whole idea was to do that. So at all the grade schools, at St. Francis School, at St. Pius, at Holy Spirit, they all do a food collection that runs from the week before Thanksgiving until um, the middle of December. So they do the food collection at those three schools. Um, and then we have a couple other schools in Rochester that also help collect. Um, and then St. John's this year helped collect money for um, milk and cereal to be purchased. And then we had school. Then we had students from the Reser- or from Lord High School helping us get, um, you know, delivering and getting all the food from one place to another to have it all in one central location for delivery. 
Well, very cool. It's it's great to see the uh, the schools get involved in this as well, because uh, like you mentioned, that it was a big part of where the idea for for you to start this program came from when you're involved with a similar program in high school. So, uh, very cool to see that uh, they're able to start getting involved right in that uh, in that service early on. Uh, if you're just Joining us uh, right now, uh, Nick Medelsky from Wonderful Wintry Wasika, speaking with Stephanie Kalura of Operation One More uh, in the Rochester area, talking about that amazing program. And uh, we'll be going to break here. After the break, we'll be talking more about how uh, you could get involved in this project. So stay tuned here on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those that find it are few. This verse from chapter 7 of Matthew's Gospel is one of the hard sayings of Jesus. Jesus couldn't be more clear, and yet we want to believe what the world says. Broad is the way to heaven, and almost everyone gets there. Narrow is the way to hell, and hardly anyone ends up there, maybe serial killers. This idea of universalism, that everyone will be saved because they are good people, is just the opposite of what our Lord is saying in the Gospel. We can use this idea to justify our lack of evangelization. If everyone is going to heaven, why bother? But if Jesus is serious, it's time for us to become the witnesses we were created to be. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. God made you for a purpose. He made you to accomplish some great work. What did he make you for? What were you really made to do? Realize your vocation with a degree designed for the Catholic professional. The University of Mary offers online undergraduate and graduate degrees steeped in the Catholic intellectual tradition. Start today in business, nursing, bioethics, education, counseling, applied theology, and more at catholicprofessional.life. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And hello again, Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Bedelsky with you on this beautiful, chilly morning uh, from Wasika, Minnesota. Uh, speaking with Stephanie Kalura of Operation One More, a fantastic program in the Rochester area, uh, helping people uh, put a uh, put meals on their table during this uh, Christmas break, this Christmas season. Uh, so uh, before the break, we kind of talked about how uh, you know uh, this uh, this project sort of uh, got started at uh, Resurrection, how the different uh, Catholic schools in Rochester and some of the other schools are involved as well. How has the uh, the broader Catholic community in Rochester kind of gotten behind this project, gotten involved with it? 
Yeah, so within five years, um, like I said, it kind of started off um, just me being a parishioner at Resurrection, kind of reaching out to those parishioners for help, and they have been constantly um, willing to help financially and volunteering to help with the project um, this year and previously. Um, Then St. Francis Church has also been extremely helpful. Um, I would say Knights of Columbus have also been fantastic in helping with delivery and always willing to be there um, to help help transport. You know, there's a lot of logistics. We kind of talked about logistics um, Mm -hmm. a little bit before and the logistics of where to store all of this food and right. how do we get it from one place to the next. I don't have storage facilities to hold on to. You know, this year alone we needed 196 gallons of milk. I don't wow. have anywhere to hold on to that. So <laughs> right. we get that. <laughs> so we get that the day of. And the Knights of Columbus have been fantastic in helping transport that, picking it up, and getting it to where we need for delivery. Um, I would say the logistics of the school, St. Francis School, has been amazing in letting us use their facility um, Mm. to store all the dry goods. Um, I think we touched upon this previously, but when we first started, I was storing things in my garage. Um, Mm. And, uh, you know, it got beyond it got beyond that point of being able to do that. And I needed more space and St. Francis School. The principal there has been fantastic in letting me use the building, and the logistics of that alone has been fantastic. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm sure that helps, and praise God, it's grown beyond just what you're able to hold in the garage, right? But, but at the exactly. same token, presents a logistical uh, challenge. Yeah. So I'm glad that yeah. uh, that was solved. Uh, so, uh, what other kind of um, so so anyone in the Catholic community there in Rochester? Well, anyone in the community really can get involved with this project, right? It's not uh, limited to oh, just yeah. parishioners at uh, at Resurrection absolutely. or students or anything like that. Absolutely. It's welcome to anyone that is willing to help, um, you know, donate food and um, monetary donations. I would say another challenge this year specifically, uh, we had previously one specific um, individual who I'm so grateful for, for the last four years has donated turkeys. Um, And Mm. so he, at the beginning when he, it was my very first time standing up at church saying this was a program I wanted to do, and he was the very first person that came up to me after and said, we'd like to donate all the turkeys. And he continued to do that for four years, um, but 35 turkeys looks a lot different than 138 turkeys. Um, and, you know, it's, it's too much for one individual to continue to maintain donating that. So this year specifically, we did have to raise more money this year in order to purchase turkeys. The challenge came when um, turkeys are very high demand and there's a turkey shortage, which we didn't realize. (laughs) And uh, so that became an issue as well as the cost of turkeys became an issue. Um, So this year specifically, uh, you know, many people will say, well, what about could you give a ham instead? They're more cost effective. Well, it's... um, Unfortunate, but we can't do, not unfortunate, we can't do hams because many of the families we're serving do not eat pork. And so we want to be conscious of that. Right. And um, so we don't serve pork to any of our families just um, 
to be respectful of other faiths. Right, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, so we don't do ham. And then, um, in, so instead of providing a turkey or a ham this year, we just decided to, we had enough donations to provide, um, we gave $25 gift cards to Hy-Vee so families could do a protein of their choice. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, so this year, um, that was a little bit different than years past. We've always given a turkey, but this year we gave, uh, like I said, each family got all of the food in the bag, plus bread, milk, and a $25 gift card for the protein of their choice. And that's actually a uh, really beautiful uh, thinking, too, uh, that you mentioned there that, you know, some of these families, because of, you know, uh, uh, their religion or whatever, uh, aren't, aren't, don't eat pork. Uh, so it took a lot of thought uh, to, to think, you know, even though hams might be, might be a little cheaper this year or something like that, that that's not going to work because that's not really, you know, respectful. So that's, I, I think that's kind of a beautiful, uh, there's a beautiful interfaith aspect to this, right, too. Uh, that I think is really cool, uh, being able to serve well, people of all different important. backgrounds. Exactly, exactly. It's important to remember that not everybody's exactly like us, but that's <laughs> right. not our... That, yeah, and so it's important to be, um, you know, wholehearted and thinking of where this is going and what we're doing and be respectful of everyone. You know, we try really hard, we give a little note, and on it, it doesn't say anything about necessarily Merry Christmas, but just engaging in my it just happy holidays and just we hope that this is helpful to your family in whatever aspect um, and religion and thoughtfulness you you have. Beautiful, beautiful. That's fantastic. Uh, if you're just joining us now, Stephanie Kalura on the phone with me, uh, talking about Operation One More in the uh, Rochester area. I think uh, towards the start you had mentioned that uh, the food delivery has gone out. Uh, already this year, this past weekend, I think you said. Um, yep. But uh, if people listening who think, oh gosh, I'd, I'd love to be involved with this going forward or in the future, uh, how can they get involved? Yeah, so as you mentioned, and I think I mentioned earlier too, how we kind of have the Catholic community um, engaged in this project uh, and what people can do. Each year we've just kind of increased. My goal was always to have more student body, the, our, the Rochester Catholic School student body involved. And so each year we've kind of incorporated either another school to ask for food donations or to inspire the kids to help look beyond themselves and increase social awareness. Um, this last year was really important. I felt like we we're able to reach out to all of the ninth and 10th grade students that are in confirmation. And mm. so each of the churches provided, um, we did a sign up for any of those um, ninth and 10th grade students to help with delivery. And to me, that's the most impactful age group. Yeah. Um, you know, ninth and 10th grade, it's, they just, they don't know. <laughs> they're very, right. ninth and 10th graders, I have a ninth grader, and they're very, um, you know, thoughtful about themselves right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a nice way of putting it, yeah. <laughs> yes, so sometimes they just need to know that there's other things happening beyond them, and so we, you know, so we utilize those ninth and 10th grade students this year to really help engage them and do the deliveries, so that, I think, brings a lot of first-hand social awareness, so that they're doing the delivery, they're taking it. In fact, my son 
went on one delivery and he came back and said, Mom, we, we delivered to the wrong house. We delivered it to the wrong house, which is, is the first time this has happened. <laughs> um, and so they went to the next door and he said that the family was so appreciative um, you know, because it was a surprise to them. They didn't register, and they said, oh, we needed this milk today. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, fantastic. Know? And for a ninth and 10th grade student to see that and to see firsthand, you know, a young child that's, like, over the moon excited about getting a gallon of milk, that's right. really impactful. And I hope that that, you know, stays with these kids and stays with them so that they can then continue to grow and be individuals who are thinking beyond themselves right and uh and as we mentioned earlier you know the, a lot of this is is uh is invisible even to adults uh the kind of need that exists around us so it's it's great to find out about that early on and to realize that you know these are these are your neighbors these are people that you're in the community with uh people you've you know uh seen walk past shopping in the store or something like that or right. in the street right exactly. um and you wouldn't know that they're like you said, uh, over the moon because we we have a gallon of milk. This will this is fantastic, right? Uh, so yeah. it's uh, it's a great thing for these young people and and the adults involved as well to see uh, how how needed this is in the community. So yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, and circling back to your question about how others can get involved, um, we do all of the Catholic schools here in Rochester will be collecting. Um, I hope, again, I hope they all sign on to help collect food next year. Uh, and then if we, like I said, this year we registered more families and we noticed there was actually a decrease in the amount of food that was donated this year. So, um, and I just, I, I'm not sure why. I don't know if it just is this right now. Things are difficult for a lot of people and food prices are up. So we definitely had less food donated this year with more people registered. So we did have to kind of scramble and do some more monetary donations and reach out to people. So if people are willing or wanting to help at all, we're always taking monetary donations as well. Um, and that can just be written out to Operation One More and sent to uh, St. Francis School in Rochester, Minnesota, not the parish, the school. Okay, well, fantastic. That's I'm sure there's people who'd love to get involved. When do the when do you usually start, or when in the past have you started collecting uh, the the non-perishable uh, um, items? So we start collecting the non-perishables um, right before Thanksgiving, and because of what happened this year, I do wonder if we need to increase the amount of time in which we're don't we're you know asking for those non-perishables just because we are adding more families. You know, our goal is to continue to add more schools, as I mentioned, um, to reach out to more families, not just um, not just the 138 we have. There's a famous there's a famous quote um, from Mother Teresa that we kind of use as our is mo our motto. And if you can't feed 100 people, then feed just one more. Um, and so that's kind of where you know our name came from and everything. We just we want to continue to grow and reach more families. Um, and in order to do that, we need to extend our non-perishable donations as well as our monetary donations. Well, fantastic. Uh, the, thank you so much uh, for what you're doing, Stephanie, and, and all the people there at Operation One More, all the volunteers involved and the young people. And thank you for joining me on air this morning. Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure.
And uh, after the break, we'll be speaking with Deacon John Hust uh, about the permanent diaconate program here in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. So stay tuned here on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 